Jeremiah chapter 44, verse 1. The word that hath been unto Jeremiah concerning all the Jews who are dwelling in the land of Egypt, who are dwelling in Migdol, and in Tapanese, and in Naph, and in the land of Pathros, saying, There was a good number of Jews who were taken into Egypt by Yohanan, because they're in four different cities and the surrounding areas. Thus said Jehovah of hosts, God of Israel, ye, ye have seen all the evil that I have brought in on Jerusalem and on all the cities of Judah, and lo, they are a waste this day, and there is none dwelling in them. Through Jeremiah, the Lord tells the Israelites in Egypt that they've already seen what he did to Judah to wipe out all of those cities using the Babylonians and the Chaldeans to attack Judah. This is a reminder of the Lord's power. 3. Because of their wickedness that they have done, by provoking me to anger, by going to make perfume, by serving other gods that they knew not, they, ye, and your fathers. The Israelites were worshipping other gods which included making perfumes for other gods and giving those perfumes to those idols. Today people still make perfumes and they burn incense to gods. Sometimes people don't know they're burning incense that has been dedicated to a demon god. They just think that it smells good, but actually it is a religious pagan practice that they're engaging in when they burn incense. And the Lord hated it when perfume or incense was burned to a false god. 4. And I send unto you all my servants, the prophets, rising early and sending, saying, I pray you, do not this abomination that I have hated. The Lord sent them prophet after prophet. We still haven't read the minor prophets, but we're going to. And the Lord sent them Isaiah, Ezekiel, Hosea, Amos, Obadiah, and many others who told them to stop worshipping false gods. 5. And they have not hearkened, nor inclined their ear to turn back from their wickedness, not to make perfume to other gods. The Lord says that the people of Judah and Israel continued practicing idol worship, even though they were told many times by the true prophets to repent. 6. And poured out is my fury and mine anger, and it burneth in cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem, and they are for a waste, for a desolation, as at this day. The Lord says, Because I was angry with your idol worship, I destroyed Jerusalem and the other cities of Judah. 7. And now, thus said Jehovah of hosts, God of Israel, why are ye doing great evil unto your own souls, to cut off to you man and woman, infant and suckling, from the midst of Judah, so as not to leave to you a remnant? The Lord says, Now you're doing even more evil, because you have left your homeland where I placed you, and where I commanded you to stay, and now you've run to Egypt, and the remnant that I had wanted to stay in Judah is now gone because you left. 8. By provoking me to anger by the works of your hands, 
by making perfume to other gods in the land of Egypt, whither ye are going in to sojourn, so as to cut yourselves off, and so as to your being for a reviling and for a reproach among all the nations of the earth. The Lord says you came to Egypt so that you could keep worshipping your false gods, and all the other nations are going to hate you for not being true to me, because you're going to bring punishment on them as well. When Christians pretend to be Christians but keep sinning, they bring contempt on themselves, not only from God, who is constantly telling us to repent, but also from non-Christians who see the hypocrisy in it. When the pagan nations watched the Israelites sin, they saw the hypocrisy in it, that the Israelites had a God who had done many miracles for them, and they still turned to paganism. 9. Have ye forgotten the wickedness of your fathers, and the wickedness of the kings of Judah, and the wickedness of their wives, and of your own wickedness, and the wickedness of your wives, that they have done in the land of Judah and in streets of Jerusalem? Women are often more spiritual than men, and that isn't a good thing, necessarily, because women can often lead men into sin by leading them into spiritual idolatry. And the Lord says, not only did your fathers sin, but their wives also sinned with them and sometimes led the parade. It was the women who were a lot of times making these perfumes or baking the cakes for the goddess Ishtar, because women would often do a lot of the work for these pagan festivals. 10. They have not been humbled unto this day, nor have they been afraid, nor have they walked in my law and in my statutes that I have set before you and before your fathers. The Lord says the Israelites are not afraid of him and of offending his laws. They're dead set on practicing idol worship. 11. Therefore, thus said Jehovah of hosts, God of Israel, Lo, I am setting my face against you for evil, even to cut off all Judah. The Lord says, Because you are continuing to sin by running to Egypt to continue your idol worship, I am going to destroy all of you. This is what he had promised before they ran to Egypt, and they went there anyway, dragging Jeremiah and Baruch with them. Jeremiah and Baruch wanted to obey the Lord, but they were kidnapped and taken to Egypt against their will. The reason the Lord calls himself Jehovah of hosts is because that means Lord of angel armies, and there is no false god anywhere in the world who claims that title. Only the one true God commands the angels. The false gods don't even pretend to be able to command angels. 12. And I have taken the remnant of Judah, who have set their faces, to enter the land of Egypt, to sojourn there, and they have all been consumed in the land of Egypt. They fall by sword, by famine, they are consumed from the least even unto the greatest. By sword and by famine they die, and they have been for an execration, for an astonishment, and for a reviling, and for a reproach. The Lord says that the people who have willingly fled to Egypt will die there. They'll either be killed by the sword, or they will starve to death. And he says there'll be an execration, an astonishment, 
a reviling and a reproach. An execration is like filth to the world. People won't want to go anywhere near them. An astonishment means a terror to others. People won't want to associate with them because they mean bad news. A reviling means that people will say bad things about them constantly. They will become the butt of jokes. And a reproach means that people will rebuke them or confront them for their behaviors. The pagan nations will be angry with them at all times. This is why a lot of secular people hate Christians, because Christians are hypocrites. They claim that they love the Lord, but they sin up a storm every chance they get. Secular people think Christians are worse than they are, because at least the secular people admit that they're not Christians, whereas a lot of Christians pretend to be Christians when they're actually secular and they're sinning. Secular people reproach Christians and revile them for the same reason that the pagans did it in ancient times to the Israelites. So if we're going to claim we're the people of God, we need to obey his laws and trust him with all of our hearts. 13. And I have seen after those dwelling in the land of Egypt, as I saw after Jerusalem, with a sword, with famine, and with pestilence. The Lord says, I will make sure that the same thing happens to you hypocrites in Egypt as happened to the apostate people in Jerusalem. I'm going to make sure that you die by sword, by famine, or by disease. 14. And there is not an escape and remaining one of the remnant of Judah who are entering into the land of Egypt to sojourn there, even to turn back to the land of Judah, whither they are lifting up their soul to return to dwell. For they do not turn back except those escaping. The Lord is giving a hint here that he is going to have mercy on anyone who tries to escape Egypt and run back to Judah. He says that everyone who stays in Egypt is going to die except for the few people who repent and go back home. This is because the Lord wants a remnant of his people in the land of Judah. That's the glorious land that has the city of Jerusalem that has his name on it. He wants some of his people there at all times, even if it's a small number of people. 15. And they answer Jeremiah. Now Jeremiah is the one who spoke all of this, but all of it was straight from the Lord. Jeremiah was speaking as the oracle of God. So all the men answered Jeremiah, all the men who are knowing that their wives are making perfume to other gods, and all the women who are remaining, a great assembly, even all the people who are dwelling in the land of Egypt, in Pathros, saying, Jeremiah must have spoken this first in the area of Pathros. And the people said to him, 16. The word that thou hast spoken unto us in the name of Jehovah, we are not hearkening unto thee. 17. For we certainly do everything that hath gone out of our mouth, to make perfume to the queen of the heavens, and to pour out to her libations, as we have done, we and our fathers, our kings and our heads, in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. And we are satisfied with bread, and we are well, and evil we have not seen. The people categorically do not believe what the Lord has spoken. 
they think that basically Jeremiah has told them a lie, and they're categorically opposing what Jeremiah said. They're saying, we will not stop making perfume to the goddess Ishtar, because as soon as we stop making perfume to her and pouring out libations, which are perfume sacrifices or blood or oil sacrifices, then we'll starve. They're saying the exact opposite of what God said. They are blaspheming the word of God by speaking the direct opposite and saying that they are going to continue honoring Ishtar, also known as Isis. This is the same goddess Isis who the terrorists worship. And also, it's the same goddess Diana who the Greeks worshipped when Paul was in Greece. It's the same goddess. The name changes throughout culture and history, but the goddess is exactly the same. The queen of heaven, who is Isis and Ishtar, and the statue Mary of the Catholic Church is also called the queen of heaven, in case you didn't know. 19. And when we are making perfume to the queen of the heavens and pouring out to her libations, without our husbands have we made for her cakes to idolize her and to pour out to her libations. The women are saying, didn't our husbands do it too? The whole time that we were doing the festivals for Isis, our husbands were participating. They're trying to say, well, if our husbands did it, it must be okay. 20. And Jeremiah saith unto all the people concerning the men, and concerning the women, and concerning all the people who are answering him, saying, 21. The perfume that ye made in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem, ye and your fathers, your kings, and your heads, and the people of the land, hath not Jehovah remembered it? Yea, it cometh up on his heart. Jeremiah is trying to reason with them and talk sense. He says, Didn't you get punished for worshiping false idols? Your whole territory is destroyed. He's telling them to wake up and realize their land in Judah was destroyed because of their sin, not because they stopped doing idol worship, because they never stopped. 22. And Jehovah is not able any more to accept you, because of the evil of your doings, because of the abominations that ye have done, and your land is for a waste, and for an astonishment, and for a reviling, without inhabitant, as at this day. Again, he's talking sense to them, saying, Don't you realize your homeland is empty because you practice idol worship? And so did the kings and the fathers before you. 23. Because that ye have made perfume, and because ye have sinned against Jehovah, and have not hearkened to the voice of Jehovah, and in his law, and in his statutes, and in his testimonies, ye have not walked. Therefore hath this evil met you at this day. Jeremiah says, You're in trouble now because of your sin. What they said makes no sense, and what Jeremiah said is true. Their own plight is testimony that Jeremiah is speaking the truth. The Lord commands the people to obey his commandments, his laws, and to speak of his testimonies. That means to tell others all the great things that God has done, what the Lord has done for you, or what he did in the Bible, or what he's doing presently in the world. 
it's really important that we keep the Lord and his truths in our conversation with other people. When you speak about the Lord in public, it's a way of worshiping and praising him. Don't pretend that life just happens. Give God the glory in everything. 24. And Jeremiah saith unto all the people and to all the women, Hear ye a word of Jehovah, all Judah who are in the land of Egypt. The men had protested against what Jeremiah said, and then after that the women protested. So we can imagine that the women and the men are separated in this assembly. It has to do with the temple, because there's a woman's court and there's a men's court. The women are ceremonially unclean because they're always lactating or having a menstrual cycle or something like that that would make them unclean. It doesn't mean that they're subhuman or that God doesn't love them. It's just a fact that in order to be ceremonially clean, you can't have anything leaking out of your body. That's why women are often separated from men. But now Jeremiah is speaking to the entire assembly at once. 25. Thus spake Jehovah of hosts, God of Israel, saying, Ye and your wives both speak with your mouth, and with your hands have fulfilled, saying, We certainly execute our vows that we have vowed, to make perfume to the queen of the heavens, and to pour out to her libations. Ye do certainly establish your vows, and certainly execute your vows. Jeremiah says, You've made a promise to continue worshiping the queen of heaven, who is Isis and Ishtar. He says, You will do what you said. I know that that's where your heart is. You're going to continue sinning against the Lord. 26. Therefore hear ye a word of Jehovah, all Judah who are dwelling in the land of Egypt. Lo, I, I have sworn by my great name, said Jehovah, my name is no more proclaimed by the mouth of any man of Judah, saying, Live, doth the Lord Jehovah, in all the land of Egypt. 27. Lo, I am watching over them for evil and not for good, and consumed have been all the men of Judah who are in the land of Egypt, by sword and by famine, till their consumption. The Lord says, through Jeremiah, that no man from Judah will honor the name of the Lord in Egypt, and the Lord is going to make sure that all of those men in Egypt who do not honor him will die. 28. And the escaped of the sword turn back out of the land of Egypt to the land of Judah, few in number, and known have all the remnant of Judah who are coming into the land of Egypt to sojourn there, whose word is established, mine or theirs. The Lord says, everyone who stays in Egypt, which is the bulk of you, are all going to die, but a few of you are going to repent and escape to go back home to Judah. And those are the only ones who are going to live. And the whole world is going to know whose word was true, mine or yours. 29. And this is to you the sign and affirmation of Jehovah, that I am seen after you in this place, so that ye know that my words are certainly established against you for evil. 30. Thus said Jehovah, Lo, I am giving Pharaoh Hophra, king of Egypt, into the hand of his enemies, and into the hand of those seeking his life, as I have given Zedekiah, king of Judah, 
into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, his enemy, and who is seeking his life. The Lord says, I'm going to give you a sign in advance to prove to you that my word is true. And this is what the sign is going to be. Just as I caused King Zedekiah of Judah to be captured by Babylon, now that you have ran to Pharaoh for support and help and protection, I'm going to cause Pharaoh Hophra, who is the current Pharaoh in Egypt, to also be captured by his enemies. So now you've left one land that doesn't have a king for another land with a king, and I'm going to take that king away too. So now you won't have a king in Egypt or Judah. Now when this happens, when Pharaoh Hophra is captured, that is probably when a small number of people from Judah will run back home with their tails between their legs, knowing that if they don't get home really soon, they're going to die. So a very few people will come to their senses and scurry home to save their lives, but most of them will remain stubborn in their sin and will die in the land of Egypt. And that concludes Jeremiah chapter 44.